All right. Welcome to Waterworld, a monthly discussion of water politics near and far. This is Kristen Yount, and thank you for joining me for this monthly discussion about water policy and politics. Privatization, assumed and official water rights, ignored treaties, industrial pollution, all these things threaten our water supplies. And more than ever, the health of our aquatic biome must be addressed. Our waterways reflect the health of people, plants, and animals on Earth. I aim to talk about water policy worldwide, but for the next few months, from July until September, I'll be focusing on the Willamette Harbor Superfund site. The CERCLA, that means Comprehensive Environmental Response Compensation and Liability Act of 1980, is also called the Superfund. And this process is in our face, and I want to talk about how it's going to affect Portland in the years to come. You can find Waterworld on Facebook. It's KBOO Water Radio, KBOO Radio Waterworld, and I also have a Twitter handle. It is at KBU Waterworld. And I'm curious if any listeners have made a public comment to the EPA yet about the Superfund site. The Superfund site is a, has been a 16-year process. The proposed plan was just released by the EPA on June 8th, and public comment is open until September 6th. So if you want to put your input into the way uh, the remediation of the Willamette River will take place, you can make a public comment. And I'm just curious um, who has, if, if people are um, actually commenting on the website, there's also a number of um, public meetings that the EPA is holding um, so that you can go in and testify in person. Any comment that anyone makes becomes part of the public record. Unfortunately, we cannot see the public record until after the comment period is over, which um, I'm just real curious about what what kind of things are being said. Um Last night, the city sponsored a public hearing uh, regarding the proposed plan. And um, let's see, it was um, Commissioner Fish, uh, Fritz, and Novak, and also uh, Mayor Charlie Hales was there. And there was an open comment period where people gave testimony to the city to inform the city to help the city find out how it's going to proceed um, with the EPA. The EPA will come out with a record of decision after the public comment period is over. The city has an opportunity to make a comment and form a position about how they want the cleanup to go. So this meeting last night was to inform the city of how people feel about the Superfund project. So... Um, I have a clip from that last night, but first, um, I want to say that progress on the Portland Harbor Superfund site has been slow but steady over the last 16 years. I'd really like to take this time to unravel some of the corporate interests who want the public to look away from this important issue. Um, I personally have initiated a freedom of information request to track any legal 
actions against the EPA by um, the possible responsible parties. I'm really curious to see um, what kind of injunctions have been filed against the EPA even before the proposed plan has even come out. Um, and I've been told that the volume of this request is very large and have been asked to trim it down, which is take that for what it's worth. So um, what is behind the cognitive dissonance allowing the EPA and the responsible parties to get away with only spending $700 million on a plan that barely scratches the surface of river remediation? Can we ask um, the companies like Arkema, Bayer, Chevron, the combined amount that they're being required to spend is only $700 million. And um, that only treats 8% of the river. The rest of it um, will just be laid out to fix itself, which um, because the our Willamette River isn't a depositional river, it doesn't lay down sediment. It's um, not likely that... Um, the harmful sediments in the riverbed will be covered up. And I do apologize to these li any listeners that aren't familiar with the Willamette Harbor Superfund site. If you are not familiar with it now, you can definitely go to um, a number of websites. Um, the Portland Harbor Citizen Advisory Group has a very comprehensive website that has um, just a running history of what has happened with the Superfund site. And you can see that at portlandharborcag.info. So that's portlandharborcag.info. And if you go to our website, that is kboo.fm slash waterworld, I have links up. We have a number of possible responsible parties. Um, they number over 140 of them, some of them, as I mentioned, are very large multinational companies that are worth billions and billions of dollars. And yet there's this feeling that somehow the taxpayers and ratepayers are going to end up paying for any remediation that takes place. And this is certainly reflected in the proposed plan that the EPA has put out. Well, I'll just have, a, I'll just play the clip. I have a clip of um, Dave Harvey. Uh, he was a Gunderson staffer, and he made um, this testimony, and I'll have Sam play that now. Good evening. Hi, I'm Dave Harvey. I'm here to represent comments from Gunderson Manufacturing Facility on Portland Harbor. Uh, we're home to a 1,000 blue-collar living wage jobs with a diverse workforce that looks basically exactly like Portland. Portland and lives and comes from all across the Portland metropolitan area. And not to insult people in this room, but it's a lot more diverse than the people in this room at this point. The EPA's proposed plan, and I'm going to say some things you may or may not expect me to say, but EPA's proposed plan to remove 2 million cubic yards is not the best solution for the people of PDX. And the reason it is not the best, two reasons. It actually increases the risk for people it purports to protect. And the second one is EPA isn't even following their own EPA National Superfund Policy Guidance document. 
how does it, why is it not the best solution? Because it actually dredges too much sediment. Would take a while to explain why that happens, but that's in fact the case. If you ever played in a mud puddle, you can start to begin to realize the reasons why. I did when I was younger. Uh, and I come at this from Gunnerson, I feel like we're in a leadership position. The reason I say that is we actually have volunteered to help participate in this process and move the process forward from day one. We actually were helping to study it before EPA declared it a super fund. So we've helped to work towards a solution, and this is all based on the fact that our only connection to the contamination is that we bought a shutdown factory in 1985. That's all we did. Just happened to, ha happened to have contamination from the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. So, and the, the kind of the funny thing is, roughly half of our contamination, we're probably one of the top five or six contaminated sites in Portland Harbor. Roughly half the contamination comes from a city of Portland sewer outfall. So, my recommendation is focus on the risk, protect the people, protect the environment. Once you do that, then focus on the cost. And if you do that, I think you'll come to the conclusion that you're going to use a different solution than what EPA proposed. And finally, EPA really ought to follow its own national policy guidance document. Thanks. Thank you. All right. So that was, that was uh, Dave Harvey um, representing Gunderson um, talking about how they just bought a factory that was already contaminated and what, what are they supposed to do about it? So, um, I have Bob Salinger in studio with me. Um, he is with the Audubon Society and also, um, which is part of the Portland Harbor Community Coalition. Uh, he was present at the hearing last night. He spoke. Um, audio of the entire meeting should be on the website if you want to hear all the public testimony. Um, so, welcome, Bob. Can you please comment on the Gunderson guys' statement? Uh, sure. Happy to do that and happy to be on the show this morning. Uh, Dave Harvey works for Gunderson. Gunderson makes rail cars and barges. Gunderson is one of the most uh, wealthy organizations in Oregon, one of the most profitable organizations in Oregon. They're one of the huge, uh, huge company. And um, they're also one of the most fiercely anti-environmental companies in Oregon. Uh, they have been at the forefront of fighting every single uh, environmental program on the Willamette River over the last decade. Uh, they have been one of the loudest and most aggressive opponents of environmental regulations that would clean up our river, restore habitat, uh, hold businesses accountable for the damages that they do. Uh, and they've really stood out among a lot of industry groups that have fought these regulations. They've been the most aggressive oftentimes. So it was no surprise to see Dave Harvey there last night pushing back on Superfund uh, I disagree with pretty much everything he says, beginning with uh, his comment about how they're much more diverse than the people opposing this this uh, uh, this cleanup plan. Um, in fact, uh, Dave Harvey knows full well that there's a very, very broad coalition, very diverse coalition that includes tribes like the Yakima Nation, Groundwork, Portland, uh, Right to Dream, a lot of different groups uh, that are out there, very diverse 
that are very concerned about this in large part because it's underserved communities that are most affected by the contaminated fish. Now, were a lot of those groups present last night? No, they weren't because the city of Portland, in its wisdom, held the hearing at University of Portland, uh, sort of a remote location, hard to get to, um, at rush hour on a sunny night in June. Uh, that's not a recipe for getting really good, broad, diverse turnout. If you were at the EPA hearing in downtown Portland the other day, what you saw was a very, very diverse coalition of groups on the sidewalk protesting. And so, you know, Dave Harvey's fully aware of this. Uh, that was some real grandstanding last night. Uh, nonetheless, there was a very good turnout last night and very, very good testimony uh, expressing concern about this plan. Uh, Gunderson is one of the companies that forms the Lower Willamette Group. That's uh, 12 responsible parties that have come together to ostensibly work with EPA to develop a plan to clean up the river. There's about 140 responsible companies and organizations, uh, but, but 12 of them have come together specifically to sort of work on the plan. Now, originally we gave them credit for that, but the problem has been that Gunderson and these other groups in the Lower Willamette Group have produced garbage. They have been repeatedly reprimanded by the EPA for producing reports that the EPA has described as deliberately misleading, deliberately confusing, uh, which underestimate the human health impacts. Uh, and in fact, they've been reprimanded several times by the EPA and even fined $125,000 by the EPA for providing misinformation over and over again. So uh, th that fine was, by the way, uh, rescinded under political pressure. Uh, politicians got involved and forced the EPA to rescind the fine. Nonetheless, they, they were initially fined for producing misleading information. So bottom line is Gunderson has a vested interest in seeing this cleanup um, done in a way that is very inexpensive uh, and then unfortunately would leave our communities vulnerable. Uh, and they've been very aggressively pursuing that, and that's what they were doing last night. Yeah, um, the... It's it's kind of um, mind-blowing. So um, I want to just say that um, I don't think you were here, but I pulled a FOIA request um, a few months ago, and I wanted to find out any legal actions that PRPs took against the EPA in the time frame of the development of the proposed plan. And they told me it was so vast that it was just going to take so much time, and could I pare it down? It I don't know if I'm supposed to say stuff like that, but they, I mean, they, so what leads me to believe, I'm talking about just like, like in, injunctions, letters that were written by their legal representation to the EPA, ask, trying to influence their um, decision. And um, as I said, there, it was months ago and they're like, really, do you want it all? And um, it's, I, I'm like, I don't, yeah, I have to figure out how to pare it down. Like, gee, should I just pick one, one, one entity? Or there was also another um, group that besides the Lower Willamette that I had never heard of before, like the Portland Shoreline Coalition, something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, they and so they have the Lower Willamette group that's been very for like forward and out there. We're playing along we're playing ball we're doing this we're doing that but then there's also these other sh more shadowy coalitions that have been working behind the scenes to develop strategies and um we have a well the portland harbor community coalition has a a grant a partnership with a media company and they made a website 
to make it easier for people to make public comment. And that website is www.cleanupportlandharbor.org. And I was online yesterday and I found a, a URL that was so similar. I thought it was the Portland Harbor Community Coalition's website to submit a comment, but it wasn't. It was, um, it, it brought me to a splash page that was put out by the Portland Business Alliance. And um, they had a already made comment, it says, Portland's Willamette River has been on the federal Superfund list for 15 years. It's time for Oregonians to speak out and take control. Together, we can find a way to protect our river, ensure public health, and maintain local jobs and a strong economy. Get the facts here. And then the subject line of the message that, there's a, that they want you to sign off to says, save our rivers and our jobs and save our economy. A healthy river and a healthy economy is led by the Portland Business Alliance. And so last night I talked to Charlie, Charles Hale, Mayor Hales' staffer, and I asked him, you know, the city maintains that they don't have a position about the Superfund site yet as a responsible party and that they're waiting for public testimony to come in before they make an informed decision about how they're going to move forward. And yet the Portland Business Association or the Portland, the PBA has um, put up this website to even at the minimal cost of $700 million, it sounds like they even want to scrap that. Like they're not even happy with that. Do you, yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, I mean, first of all, you know, I mean, seven hundred million dollars is not a, is not a nominal amount of money, but you know what this this is not about the money. This is about cleaning up a river to a level that's safe and healthy. Uh, we have polluted air, we have polluted water, and uh, we have companies that are responsible for that, and companies that frankly are very very profitable. Uh, in the case of Portland Harbor, we're talking about companies like Exxon and Gunderson and Schnitzer Steel. Uh, we're talking about big agencies like the Port of Portland and the U.S. military. You know, these are companies that uh, have profited and uh, entities that have profited and, and should uh, clean up their messes. And that's just, you know, basic uh, good behavior. It's part of being a community. You don't get to pollute and walk away. Um, but, you know, $700 million is not a, is not a nominal amount of money. Uh, but what we need is a plan that actually makes our community safe. And whatever that costs is is what it needs to cost. Uh, right now, the plan is completely insufficient, leaves more than uh, 90% of the river contaminated. So uh, what they've come back with is inadequate, and, and these companies need to be forced to step up. In terms of the uh, Portland Business Alliance, the Portland Business Alliance is our Chamber of Commerce. And I don't think there's a worse Chamber of Commerce in the United States. The Portland Business Alliance uh, has consistently fought progressive causes, consistently fought environmental regulations, uh, now they've put up this slimy website that um, mimics the one that uh, community groups put up, and basically it pushes back on the EPA and says, uh, you know, you can you can click on a preformed letter. There are actually several preformed letters on there that say things like, "Who are these outside regulators that dare to come to Oregon and tell us what to do?" Well, these outside regulators are the Environmental Protection Agency, um, and. They're trying to enforce standards that would uh, protect our community and our environment because right now uh, these companies have contaminated our river to a level that's very unsafe. Uh, so uh, that's the answer to the question they're posing. 
The Portland Business Alliance, I think, is very interesting in that they constantly, and they did this last night, cite their 1,500 members and the thousands of employees that work for their members. It was a very inflated number. Well, the the interesting thing is they do have a lot of members, and they're some of uh, the pillars of our community are members of the Portland Business Alliance. They never show up at these hearings to either support the PBA or to contradict them. And one of the things we're starting to do is to go out to those companies and say to them, you're a member of the Portland Business Alliance. They speak on your behalf. They regularly cite your membership and their membership numbers. And I'm curious, do you Moda Health, do you City of Portland, do you Portland Public Schools, all these different companies and entities, including public entities that are members of the, of the Chamber of Commerce or the PBA that are being cited, do you actually agree with them? And if you don't, then we need you to either speak up or we need you to withdraw your membership. And I think one of the things we'll be looking at very closely going forward is the PBA membership and contacting their members and saying to them, your silence is acquiescence. And if you are a member of this organization that shows up constantly to push back on everything from environmental initiatives to homeless initiatives, uh, really one of the most regressive uh you know, just unprogressive organizations in our community. Uh, you know, if, if you're part of that and you don't speak up, then you're, you're acquiescing to their positions. I think a lot of these companies, when they get called on it, are going to walk away from the PBA and say, hey, we don't want to be associated with a contaminated river. And especially public agencies like the city of Portland and Portland Public Schools, why the hell are those folks members of an organization that actively lobbies against our community's interests? So I think we'll be going after the PBA a little bit more directly in the future, too. Sure. I mean, when you think about the things that you're a member of, whatever um, nonprofit or political, like 501c4, whatever you subscribe to and you support, I think it's safe to say that if I support something with my dollar and my support, then I'm allowing them to speak on my behalf. So when... A Mayor Hale staffer says to me, the PBA doesn't speak for the city. Well, why doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, the PBA, the city is a member of the PBA, and I pointed that out to some of the staff last night, and they were shocked to find that. So I'm hoping the city will will terminate its membership. Uh, But, you know, the city is also part of something you were talking about earlier, the Lower Willamette Group, this this group of 12 responsible parties uh, that has been working with the EPA. And we're very concerned about that as well. Why is the city, which, which does have some liability, it represents mm-hmm. the community, but it also has some liability around Superfund. Why is the city meeting behind closed doors with private corporations that are also responsible for polluting and basically part of this uh, invisible coalition of groups that's been pushing back at the EPA? You know, that's an untold story that the city is implicated in, and they're using public dollars to do it. You mentioned public records requests. We sent a public records request to the city requesting all the meeting minutes and documents along those lines from the meetings of the Lower Willamette Group so we could see how our public dollars were being used to influence the EPA behind the scenes. Right now, they responded with 100 documents that I would argue are non-responsive. They gave us a bunch of receipts and uh, you know, basically nothing substantive. We didn't get any meeting minutes. We didn't get any real records. We got uh, – a bunch of documents that told us nothing, and we were told that the rest of them uh, might be protected, that we would have to narrow our request. Uh, we're going to work with the city to do that. 
uh, I will say we're very committed to piercing uh, this veil of secrecy, uh, and we have the resources to do that. We will pursue this. We will get those documents, and so we hope the city will collaborate with us, recognize its obligation to be transparent, and release those documents without a battle. But if they want to fight, we'll, we'll, we'll take that to them as well. Uh, the city has spent over $52 million of public funds on Superfund to date, working behind the scenes. More importantly, though, for right now, because, you know, there's a lot of background on this. It's very complicated, and I think we need to take on these big shadow entities that are undermining the health of our community. Uh, that's a much bigger battle. Right now, the battle in front of us, though, is this Superfund cleanup plan. It's a piece of crap. It's going to leave our river contaminated for decades to come. We have until uh, September 6th to comment on it. And so right now, you know, if people want something to do, what they really need to do is send comments to the EPA. Tell them their plan is completely insufficient, that we want a cleanup plan that dredges a lot more contaminated material out of the river, that uh, does not create an in-water dump for contaminated materials, and which most importantly gets our river to levels that are safe for our community and our environment, that allow people that fish on this river to eat the fish safely, um, that uh, protect the wildlife that use the river in Portland. Uh, and if they hear from thousands of people, and they're already hearing from a lot of people, but if they hear from thousands and thousands of people that tell them this plan is insufficient, it will change. Conversely, if they don't hear from thousands of people, uh, this incredible lobbying that's been going on from companies like Gunderson, like Schnitzer, like Exxon, Exxon's been in town making Absolutely. the rounds, um, some of the biggest corporations in the world, they will prevail and will be left with a contaminated river for decades. I'm Kristen Yount, and I'm here with Bob Salinger from the Audubon Society and talking about the Superfund site in the Portland Harbor.